Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, welcome to the Chats Chat Cats preview round 16, Cats v. Roos. I am not Jake Botel, no. but I am joined by Johnny Larkin. How are you going, Johnny? I think you're going to throw everyone off and say, I am joined by Jake Botel. <laughs> yeah, and then throw to him and just dead air. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, Jake. And we'll move on. <laughs> That would have been tremendous. Yeah, mute him and don't don't about. tell him. Yeah, so exactly. he just, yeah. <laughs> just, Jake is just mute him. We want the spotlight for once. That's right. How are you, John? Last day of uh, last day of your um your sabbatical from work, I believe. Yes, it is. It is my last day. I had a nice relaxed day. Played some games. Read some of the Witcher. Not much else. Mm. Which which Witcher book are you reading? Uh, the first one, the last wish. Interesting. Have you read that before? Is that a? I have not read it before. It's How, the, how's it going so far? It's good. That's good. Why people are raving about it? It's good. Would recommend. Oh yes, I would <laughs> recommend The Witcher: The Last Wish to anyone who likes uh, action, fantasy, and some adult content in there. Oh, as well. oh you've got oh. us all sold. You've got everyone sold. The, the sales for that book are about to go up by, well, approximately about our listenership. Go up by seventy or something. That 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 author's <laughs> going to come to us and say thank you so much. Definitely for not getting this book on your AFL rules podcast. Definitely not the uh, Netflix show. That's also about not that. That, that no. that's had nothing to do with it. No, it's completely different. Completely different. Um, I'm I'm all right. I'm on the up and up after three days with sick children. So I've had three nights of even less sleep than I normally do. <laughs> <laughs> by my standards um so the the little little tacker had uh bronchiolitis which he's oh, prone prone to get when he gets a, a flu so it basically means his lungs are inflamed and he can't breathe and he doesn't sleep so pretty fucking pretty horrendous um yeah absolutely <laughs> yes it was it was a it was a process for the whole family um but we it looks like we're on the up and up uh at the yeah, back end of it now so Fingers crossed. Um, cool. Can't really say that about the next opponent about being on the up and up for the cats. No, no. It's 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 a really awkward podcast to do. I remember the last time we when you play a, a, a team like this because you don't want to be you don't want to be so confident that then when you cock it up and lose you look really stupid. But you also yeah. don't want to seem like you've got your head in absolute fairy pixie land with no grasp on reality by being go by going oh this is going to be really a real test of us um it's a really odd vibe to walk i find but we'll we'll soldier on it is um, an odd one to walk it's a hard one to get your head around on what's going to happen because well the odds are i think the cats are a dollar 10 and the kangaroos are like 20 dollars yeah 21 21.60 i think when i just <laughs> <laughs> checked on it there. So the odds certainly know what they think is going to happen. Yeah. Um, uh, but what we do know, John, is what happened last time. Yes. What happened last time? Tell, tell us in, in all its, in all the detailed, uh, <laughs> descriptive yeah. glory of everything that happened last time. Everything that happened last time. The yep. cats um, had a runaway victory 17 19, 121 to the kangaroos 9 to 6. 61 at Blundstone Arena. 
So it's at their home ground. This time it's at the Cattery. So favorable be- news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now that that scoreline there is um, obviously quite comfortable for us, but that kicking oh. accuracy looks a that look. When- that was pretty. That was now it's a different story. Now how do you how do you now do you think? Yeah, how how much improved do you think our kicking is versus that team? Uh, a whole lot time. more improved um, now than it was then. I feel like most games up to then, we were kicking more behinds than goals. Mm-hmm. A bit of a worrying trend, but I think the last few matches we've kicked more goals than behinds now. So I feel like we're in a better better position than the last time we met the Kangaroo. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the Kangaroos are probably still in the exact same spot they were when they met us. Um, Cameron had a day out with seven goals, along with Zach Tui had 32 disposals. So, you know, I can't see I can't see much changing mm-hmm. from the last time we met. I thought it's going to be another pretty com- pretty comfortable win for the Cats. Yep. I don't think they're going to try anything too spicy or dangerous. Let us go out and a spicy meatball. Spicy meatball. I think they'll just go out and try and do the business and you know not overthink things or underestimate the kangaroos. No, and we don't. Yeah, that's it. You want to show them enough respect that you're you're not you know you're not underestimating them, but at the same time you don't want to go out there and play so hard. You risk injury or some some yeah. sort of strife for the game because we know or, it it gets uh, significantly more in, more uh, <laughs> hectic after this game. Yes, this um, is the easiest game we've got next two weeks. Yeah, and I mean football's Three, weird. Possibly. Anything could fucking happen. Yeah. Football is weird, but with with all that in mind, we'll we'll move on now and keep things fairly as we like to do. Keep things fairly cats focused, um, and and not 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 shit on their opponents too much. Um, Other podcasts can do that. That's right. Now we're recording this before we've got the official ins and outs, so we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of crystal ball gazing, bit of bit of the old chat chat cats ball gazing. Uh, Gary Rowan and Gary Rowan and Danger. If you had to make a call, John, yes. No, maybe on both. I'll bring. I reckon Gary Rowan will come back in. I've I've still hear rumbling that Dangerfield won't be back this week. Okay, hundred percent certain. And as it's against the Kangaroos, why if he's not still one hundred percent, I risk it against the Kangaroos. Give him another week against Melbourne or Carlton when it's a bit more dire. Absolutely, absolutely fair. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be necessarily that the injury is any worse than. They thought it was just that they don't necessarily want to rush it if they don't have to, especially in light of things like, you know, no um, Stuart and whatnot, which we'll get to in more depth shortly. Uh, The other one I saw, interestingly, is I was trawling the internet for for, uh, some (laughs) interesting tidbits for this game, um, was that the AFL official injury list has Parfit listed as, as one more one week, and I'm not sure... This is updated on the 27th, so a couple of days ago. Um, I didn't know he, he was that, that close, honestly, because one week yeah. from a couple of days ago could be this game. Do you think he's possibly vying for selection? Or do you I'll, think it's a danger field thing where they won't risk it? I'll be surprised if he's vying for selection. Um, he might be pushing for selection, be wanting mm-hmm. to play, but yeah, I reckon just leave him another week. Because um, yeah, I think I saw it was a week, a couple of days ago as well. So yeah, I can't see them bringing Parfit back in if they're not going to bring Dangerfield in. Mm-hmm. Um, want them fit 
in firing towards the end of the season when, or especially for finals. So, yeah, possible possible VFL for either of those boys. Possible. I don't want to say why not. We quite good for Dangerfield to get out and have a quick run around in the VFL, get his uh, footy legs back in. And yeah, I guess that's because that's my counterpoint. I understand their uh, their argument of not wanting to rush him back if you don't have to, but there is a real chance of him being a little shell shocked after such a long stretch and then the first team he comes back against is Melbourne. <laughs> I think if if not against North Melbourne, then you know, a little bit of an ease in, in the VFL or something would be nice. Absolutely. It would be really nice to sneeze him back in, get those legs as they're back into his into him and get that focus back sharp and ready. Not that it wouldn't be otherwise for danger field. I feel like it's always pretty sharp and focused on the game. Mm-hmm. More than anyone. Yes. Apart from uh, himself. Well, yeah, that's that's true. Um now do you do you feel like this is this is a bit of a talking point that that uh Jake put forward that he wanted to discuss, and I'll um, I'll I'll put forward that that I know I don't know what he's on about here. I, I do get this feeling, but I'll I'll ask: Do you think that this is a bit of a banana peel game for us, where we've we've got some outs, we've got you know Stuart's first game without Stuart, and we where we might be at risk of looking too far ahead to Carlton Bulldogs, Melbourne, all all these players we've got coming down the pipeline, all these games we've got coming down the pipeline, and we might not be giving this game enough due attention. Do you think there's a potential that we could make this one a little harder for ourselves than we otherwise should? Yeah, absolutely. There's always that risk that, um, you know, Cats are renowned for being a top side for so long, and, you know, the other opposition, they're not going to set the standard of the football sort of the cats well they can set the standard but the cats have got that you know standing stance of this is out of play most weeks will the opposition lift and most times when they do come up against a good team they will lift a bit better than normal so there's that opportunity but looking at uh watching the ko mini of last week's game against adelaide for ruse they looked they kept in touch with the crows fairly through most of that match until about halfway through that third quarter and the end of and the fourth quarter where they just fell off the face of the earth. So I feel like they've got ability to stick with the team, but not entire matches yet. But the, yeah. they remind me of Gold Coast when they were still young. They still don't have that core experience group of players. Mm. Especially if I'm not, I'm not the most knowledgeable about their their group, but it does look if you look on the injury list, it does look like they've got a bit of a murderer's row of yeah. injuries. <laughs> Um, I knew some of the big ones, but even on top of that, there's yeah, there's there's almost a dozen people out for two weeks or more at the moment by the looks of it. Um, so yeah, I feel like it it could be, but it's also that knowing fact that they're not going to be able to play at a high tempo, yeah, the entire game and keep their composure, keep themselves um, steady under pressure. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the cats, and if they wanted, they probably could ride at it ride out a bit of a storm and just, you know, play, blow them out of the water at the last half, in the last second half of the game or blow them out of the water in the first half and yeah. see what happens. But Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if we see maybe a similar pattern because, I mean, the pattern with the Cats at the moment is start really hot for a quarter, fade yeah. a little bit in the second, completely fade in the third and then come home hopefully strong enough in the fourth. Yeah. If I don't think it is a tactic. I don't think they're... 
they're quite as clinical to be doing that where they go, well, let's run our legs out at the start and at the end. I don't think it is. But if you told me it was, I'd probably believe you <laughs> because it's it's happened so much this year. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see something similar where we, we whack on, you know, a 30-something point differential in the first part of the game. And then we see the, you know, the, the junk time actually yep. ends up being more in the middle rather than at the end. Um, and they kind of come back a little bit and then we put it to rest sort of towards the, the back half. But yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to them not doing that and just keeping the, the foot on the gas just enough Absolutely. all day. Um, I which I build up that percentage again because it's not far ahead of the lines. Yes. A good percentage boost would be good. And depending on what happens in tonight's game against Brisbane and Bulldogs, um, hopefully the dogs win and line, that'll be a bit of, Breathing room for mm. Have you tipped the dogs? I did. Me too. I did. I think, of course, on paper with standings and all that kind of stuff, I think Melbourne was still technically the favourites. But judging by everything we've seen over the past probably five more weeks, um, I think the dogs could could rightly smash them here. Not saying they they will, but I think that the the dogs are a chance to really embarrass them. It's got that feeling. Which I wouldn't mind. (laughs) I wouldn't mind at all. Um, And I guess, as you say, trying to put the percentage on, which, of course, we're looking at the forwards for that, but that also, you know, needs the defence to do their work. And this is a defence sans Tom Stewart for this plus three more games. Um, First of all, just in general, how do you think the defence is going to hold up? What kind of of shuffling are we going to see without Stewart, if any? Um. But well, obvious shuffling would be Jack Henry. Obviously, is going to be slotted back down in defence. That would mm-hmm. be the most obvious decision. So it probably won't happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Who knows this yet? So that's. I think if Gary Rowan's back, a hundred percent, Jack yeah. Henry goes back down. What do you think happens if Gary Rowan's not back? I feel like Cooper Stevens will come back in, possibly Nark or one of those. I, I yes. guess they're not putting Henry back in that defensive unit. And yeah, I don't think it's going to change a whole lot mm-hmm. um, with. SDK playing the way he's playing. I feel like there's a lot more uh, set defensively. Yes, playing as well as he is. Yeah, so. it doesn't. It doesn't even necessarily feel like replacing Stewart as that full full back the the pivot point of the back line anymore, um, because that's become SD SDK. So it's it's a very different scenario than when we lost Stewart last year. Yeah. Um, so I think Henry will slot straight back into where uh, Stewart. Had been playing, or possibly we'll even see Duncan um, do, do that again because he he do, did that for a game or two this year and and uh, did pretty well for himself. Um, so we're thinking Henry back in, and probably Henry's the player to look to. I don't know if you feel the same, but probably the one to look to to have a big game in the defense. Um, you know, of, of course, SDK will probably be at the mountain that he usually is. Um, but I feel like you can't leave it all up to him. And if we're really talking about piling on that percentage, uh, yeah, I'm going to be looking at, at Henry to go back and and be a bit of a bit of a game winner for us back there to allow the forwards to really pile on and in a meaningful way. Yes, definitely. I feel like him, Zach Guthrie as well, mm-hmm. a big opportunity for him to reaffirm his position in that best twenty-two. Yes, because um, last time. To um, Stuart and I, it was Kasten and Zach Tui and SDK worked beautifully together. So um, I'll be looking for more of that from them too, just working together where SDK crashes the pack. 
in the defense and Zach Guthrie's up the mop up with um, Henry and Zach Tui and Colo Jasny. So, yeah, I reckon, I reckon the defensive unit will be pretty fine. We yeah. know how long it's going to be. They can prepare for it as much as they can. And Jack Henry's back, which is a bonus. I feel like if Jack Henry wasn't back, it would be a bit more of a, a worry. Yeah, or it would, it would certainly be a bit of a reshuffle where yeah. we'd be we'd be sliding some people around to to free someone up to go back. Um, you may lose Blix um, from the the sort of the impact he's had all, all over the ground. He may end up having to go back even further, deeper, more often, etc. Um, one of the things I would like to see out of this game um, beyond the defense working well without Stewart is a high pressure game. Um, because we know when we're setting the tone, uh, we, as you alluded to earlier, we haven't always been at our best. And if the ruse, we're not at our best and the ruse bring it, I really want to see our pressure all around the ground, particularly in the midfield uh, and the forward 50. I want to see that at the level it was against even the top sides. Um, and even if the, the ruse don't bring it and we're, you know, it's not the, the toughest day out there, I'd still like to see us almost practicing that pressure, keeping keeping that up, not putting yourselves at risk of injury, um, but giving the opposition the respect and the weeks ahead of us the respect that going, we're not just going to be able to waltz into this game, waltz out the other side, and then pick it back up again next week. Like we need to keep that, <laughs> keep those muscles in check, keep that stuff in our uh, in our muscle memory and in our catalogue. Um, what's something that you would really specifically like to see, regardless of the opposition, something just about the cats that we can bring no, no matter what happens this this weekend? Um, probably another performance like we played against Richmond. So mm-hmm. that, similar to you, high pressure, dominance all over the ground, but also sort of try and maintain it a bit longer and really put them to bed early. Yep. Like if we can put them to bed early, like in the first or second quarter, and it's going to be a pretty cruisy evening. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just it's the same as you. Pressure, dominance, and don't let them get an inch. Yeah. I'd also love to see our entries inside 50 looking a lot sharper all game. Um, because, again, it, either this is going to be a game that's harder than we expect and we need to bring our A game, or it's not, and we should still bring something close to our A game to sort of practice it. Um, yeah. And that's one of the consistent things that has been a little bit down it's just our choice on delivery inside 50 you've seen hawkins get a little frustrated from from time to time um and i know that's something that you <laughs> you you are you are big about too. lower the eyes lower the eyes and and keep those kicks just just above the head of the of the players before or just above the hands i suppose is a better term of the players in front of your target um so I'd, I'd love to see some of that. I know we'll bring heaps of inside 50s, but I don't want to see them junk chaos ball inside 50s. <laughs> I want to see proper shit. You need to kick it to a Hawkins advantage where he can out-muscle his opponent. Mm. Jeremy Cameron, not so much. He can basically do whatever. Yeah, he can he can, he can make a meal out of um <laughs> out of not much, and yeah. that's, that's why we have him in the side. Um, would love to see a big day from Hawkins just because he hasn't had one in a couple of weeks. But I think if he's if he's handing off the way he did against the other opponents, I think against North Melbourne, he's going to be there to he's going to be there as a hype man for Cameron yeah. and Stengel again, and they're going to be building up everybody else. Oh, absolutely. 
Hippo would be passing off all the shots he gets nearly, I reckon. Yes. Now, normally we do a player to watch here. We'll pick out a player. Uh, but Jake's not here today. Uh, it's, things are different. Jake's not here. No, and, and when, as everyone knows, when the cat's away, the mice will get their fuck on. And, and hit the hard drugs. <laughs> so, we, better, uh, we better listen to this on Spotify just so he doesn't edit this part out. That's Yo, right, yeah. Guys, I'm getting <laughs> this out so you don't get it in. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and what I want to know, John, is rather than one player to watch, who? what's your three-man fantasy side? Just on the spot, picking three men who th- you think are going to have the biggest output on the weekend. All right, I'll go Jeremy Cameron. As one, I'm going to go Tom Atkins as well. Like this is a good chance for him to re uh, showcase his midfield abilities, and also Mark Blixeff. So like this could be a massive game for him. He hasn't had a huge game lately. He's been doing his thing, probably still getting those numbers. But I feel like he'd really, really reap the awards. This uh, reap the uh, the points and. Disposes and all that this week. Yeah, no, I love I love all three of those picks. Um, the other thing we we need to tease before we 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 wrap up is that we will have an AFLW draft recap episode on the way as the as we march ever closer to the AFLW season. We do need to um we're going to start having a bit more coverage of that. So Absolutely. any of you listeners out there that are interested in what went on there and what all that means for the cats, we will do our best to be cover it. Being cats fans, you should support both. Absolutely, John. Absolutely. Uh, I will. I will roll us out. Anything else you want to add, John? Not really. What's but your What's your tip? Nice. What's your tip then? Cats by. Uh, I'm going to say seventy points. 70 points. I'd love it. I'd love to see it. I'm going to say more like 46. I think we'll do it. I just like the way, I mean, it's the back end of the season. So you never know. We might come out really hunting that, that percentage, but just looking at our track record, I wouldn't be surprised if once we're up in front, we don't put the foot down too much. And even though I'd love us to, um, knowing this team, the way we do, we know that might not be the case. <laughs> they might be content just to cruise home. There's only one way to find out. That's watching it. That's to watch it. To listen, listen to this, and then watch it. Seven twenty-five, I believe. Seven twenty-five. Yes, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good time slot for the game that it is. It is <laughs> prime time. Prime time. Um, yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised that the the dogs. Um, V Lions is tonight. Is well, it's not tonight. Whenever you listen to this, it won't be tonight. But for us, it's tonight. It's yes. Thursday night, <laughs> and that, that seems like a big clash. I probably would have put that on Saturday or Friday night, but uh, I'll take it. I love being at a, at a good time slot. It makes it easier, especially. I don't have to watch the recap. Exactly. Exactly. Recap yeah. Well, in, enjoy your work now that you're back at it, John, and everybody. Follow our socials. You know what to do, and go Cats. Go Cats. <laughs>